This is Learn From Others, where we interview a cross-section of successful individuals so you can learn from their experiences, achievements, and even their mistakes. We ask four questions that will educate and inspire. Greg Stanley will be your guide as we join our guests on a journey from adolescent daydreaming to success in today's world. Join us on this adventure as we learn from others together. Well, welcome to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. I'm very excited to introduce our special guest, David Alsop. David, how are you doing today? I'm great, Greg. It's good to chat with you again. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, before we find out what you're actually doing today, let's start at the very beginning. And would you please tell us, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, it's a long time ago, and I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, I'd say baseball. I wanted to be a Major League Baseball player. Uh, I had this passion and this desire, and I was decent at baseball. I didn't realize until until it was too late that I wasn't amazing at baseball. And so, you know, I played a couple of years of college baseball, and um, that was really what I wanted to do. So I probably wasn't the best student early on in high school uh, when I was graduating. So I had to figure out what I wanted to be after the fact, and I'm still figuring that out and uh, loving the journey as I go about it. But baseball didn't work out, so now I'm on my career path. Do you wish you had learned early on you weren't as good as you thought or hoped you were? Like, get that bitter pill early, or are you glad for the path you took? You know, I think in the end, like a lot of people, you're glad for the path you took, the experiences you have to look back on. That You know, you I, I learned from the journey, and I think that's a principle I've learned in life for me is that, the journey may not go always go where I aspired it to go, where I wanted it to go, but the journey taught me a lot um, to make me better at where I'm at. But, you know, if I had to look back and do it all over again and I were just so good and I could foresee the future, I probably would have focused better on my grades. Um, and it was about my sophomore or junior year where I had this amazing year in baseball where you had scouts and college scouts just saying, hey, you've got a chance to go far. And I kind of took a, the, the, the pedal off a little bit on the grades. And, you know, I didn't do horribly. I did fine. But, you know, for where I wanted to be in life and what I wanted to do back then, um, you know, I wanted to make millions in baseball. And so right. if I would have done it over again, I probably would have focused more on my math class, my science class, the STEM courses that I hated and uh, put a little bit more effort into those to make me a more refined mind in the business world. So speaking of your classes back in high school, what was one of your favorite classes or hobby? Obviously baseball, but did you have another class that you really liked? Yeah, it was any social science class. When it came to social sciences, when it came to creative uh, classes, I loved the history classes. So it really kind of blends with where I've ended up is, you know, social science was one of my favorite, just understanding how people operate, how people interact, and how people and cultures come together and either figure out how to succeed or fail, um, and just the history of that. You know, I loved history classes. That's a really cool way to look at it. Well, what was one of your first jobs where you got a paycheck and felt like you had some responsibility? First job was probably Godfather's Pizza. Um, I was just turning 16, and I had a mother that uh, she always put her foot in first and tried to get her kids in the right place. But she, uh, we were getting pizza one day, and she asked if they had any jobs. And about a week later, I was making pizzas. So Godfather's Pizza, making pizzas in the back room. That was probably my first experience in uh, kind of the retail experience and making pizzas. Were you flinging the pie dough up in the air back in Godfather's Pizza? 
No, they had a machine. Oh. You just shoved it through the machine, and then we had a, had an important job of making sure you didn't put too much cheese on the pizza. You got just the right amount of cheese for the resourcing <laughs> and productivity of the commodities they had. Right, right. Wow, well, that's cool. Well, tell us, what do you do today? And if you would, kind of walk us through your resume from that point in the pizza store to or restaurant to today. Yeah, today I am the head of HR at a small, mid-sized company called Ultradent Products. It's a global manufacturer and um, you know innovator in the dental uh, space. And so I lead HR for this company. I also have uh, kind of what we call a side hustle of just developing community activity around a concept called Disrupt Salt Lake City, where we're trying to help Utah and the Salt Lake market really evolve in the workplace practices for the future. So how did I get here? Um, You know, it's an interesting story going from wanting to be in baseball. Um, I ended up going through and going to my first year of college, uh, played baseball for a year, and then in my faith, you know, we believe in uh, going out and serving, and so I served a mission for the um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for two years. And that was kind of a pivotal time in my life where I started realizing there's more to life than me and baseball and having fun. And um, so it really got me thinking about what I wanted to do um, in life. And so for me, I came back and transferred to a new school and, um, you know, went to Brigham Young University and ended up trying to play baseball. But also I was kind of in that mode of, okay, maybe there's more here. And so I started finally figuring out, I've got to figure out what I want to do. And so I ended ended up getting a gra- an undergraduate degree in marriage, family, human development. And wow. it's kind of the story of my <laughs> life of not, it's another trend. I wanted to do something. I thought I'd be a therapist, and that didn't work out. So I have a lot of things that don't work out that I <laughs> test and try. Um, so I ended up with a degree in marriage, family, human development because I wanted to, I think, save uh, marriages. Uh, I think I saw a lot of marriages in life that, you know, didn't have the best dynamics, and I wanted to help those marriages get better. And I realized after an internship that a lot of times in therapy, you're helping people get divorces more often than you're helping people succeed. Mm. Um, so it just didn't end up being what I wanted. I graduated with that degree and uh, got out with a degree where um, couldn't do much with it if you didn't go into graduate work or go into that field. So what happened for me is I, I uh, got a job with Enterprise Rent-A-Car, you know, just looked for four months, finally found a company that really uh, gave me a chance, you know, got into the insurance selling part of that and renting cars. And about a year later, I finally found a company uh, with Kraft Foods that gave me a job opportunity to be in sales. And so how my career evolved from there was I remembered one class that I took in college my senior year that just clicked for me, and it was called Organizational Behavior. And it was a class that just really told me about taking uh, the science of people and making it a business in the uh, business world and helping cultures become successful. And I always remembered that after school, and I remembered maybe I could take that passion I have for social sciences and put that into business. Um, And so from there, I uh, spent three years in a sales uh, role at Kraft Foods. And, you know, I told my manager in sales, that, how about HR? Could I get into HR? And I had a great opportunity to grow in sales. But, you know, I wanted to try out HR. And he looked at me that I, that I was crazy. He wondered <laughs> why I would ever wanted to get into a function like HR. And I didn't realize why, uh, why that was such a baffling thing for him until I actually got into the function. And uh, I jumped in. I had an opportunity that came to me to be a training and staffing manager in our Nabisco 
business at Kraft. And, um, you know, that kind of launched my career from there where I found a passion in training, staffing, was given opportunities to develop in compensation and all the different facets of HR. And from there, I moved four uh, four times with Kraft Foods around the country between uh, Denver, Colorado, Chicago, Illinois, uh, Bentonville, Arkansas, and then finally in Madison, Wisconsin, where I had the opportunity to lead uh, HR strategies at Oscar Mayer, uh, which is a division of Kraft Foods. So that's kind of the, the road for me where I, I learned a lot and I learned very quickly that in HR, uh, when you think about it the right way and in my vision of it, you have an opportunity to help leaders be great and help be their partners to make organizations great and balance that fine line. And I call it a fine line between hitting the results and actually getting the hearts of our employees to be on the same page. So how I ended up here is um, Kraft Foods. I always had this longing to end up in a leadership role in Chicago at the global headquarters. And then along the way, I had four little boys and realized Chicago might not be the right place for us long term. And so when we went through a merger um, at Kraft Foods with uh, the Heinz Company, we ended up shutting down the business operations in Madison. And it came to me to make a decision if I wanted to accept a role in Chicago or, um, you know, essentially uh, leave the company and um, transition to a new opportunity for me. And so I decided to take a risk. I came out to Utah where I grew up and me and my family decided maybe this is where we want to be long term. And, you know, after uh, a pretty good search time period, transition time period and a disruptive time in my life, I ended up at a great place and I've really learned a lot along the way. Yeah, that's amazing journey you have there. Our paths have crossed a little bit in the past, which is kind of cool. You know, one thing that's interesting, I always thought the HR folks were unheralded. From a sales perspective, it looked like, you know, that's a tough job because it usually was, at least my perspective, was it was you're always dealing with really difficult things. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize what it would be until I got into it. And there's this word called generalist. You know, what that ended up meaning in the early parts of my career is anything that people don't want to do in the main functions, they dump on <laughs> HR. Yeah, right. no, it's it's been quite the journey where I didn't get into it thinking I would want to kind of be the jack of all trades doing, you know, firing and making sure we protect the organization from, um, you know, risk situations with them and, uh, you know, managing the pay and managing the training and staffing. It was, uh, it was quite the journey, but I've learned along the way that, um, yeah, it is. Can, it can be unheralded. I think there's stereotypical views of HR in this, of the media and the shows we watch, and uh, a lot of that's based upon real HR and real HR experiences. Right. But, you know, I found in my career, um, it was very early in my career in HR where I realized if I think about what value I can add to the business and what kind of relationships I can understand from a business standpoint and understanding how people relate to and drive success in business, you know, it's really the most costly asset an organization has and the most important one has. And if you think about it right, I found in my career, you know, I can help leaders manage their workforces, um, you know, better and have much more success when they get the hearts and the accountabilities right for their employees. You know, right. probably that relates yeah. to my career is I realized I had that social science bent, but I really needed to understand the business better. So I ended up getting an MBA along the way, which was the hardest thing I've ever done. And, you know, it it, it, uh, it helped me really understand the business and how an HR person uh, can add value to the business and uh, help that business succeed. So in your current job, what is your typical work week like? Yeah, as the, as the head of HR at uh, the company I'm at with Ultradent, you know, our work week has a lot of different dynamics. I've got a group of what we call HR business partners that they're responsible for really finding the needs of people in each business that they support. And each of those partners with the size company we have, we're also in a mode where we're building what we call infrastructure. We have a company that uh, started up 40 years ago, and along the way in HR, we probably should have developed some things like a company 
compensation structure uh, that makes our pay practices consistent and competitive. You know, we're developing learning and development um, structure for our organization. Uh, you know, then we've just got a lot of other projects we're building up um, to help the organization succeed with the right processes for a 1,600-person organization. And so, so for me, the day is the leader of the function. It involves around rotating from HR business partners that have challenges to help businesses succeed and prioritize what comes at them every day and what they're trying to build up, either compensation strategy or learning and developing and coaching of leaders to be the best leaders they can be. And then I have a recruiting function that uh, that function spends the day really focusing on continually refining their hiring strategies and hiring great people into our organization. I also have a function that's one person function that is the stereotype <laughs> HR. It's called the employee relations manager. That person deals with some of the difficulties in a manufacturing organization where sometimes people don't meet up to their spe- their best performance and you know that sustains and comes to a point where we have to part ways with them and I've got that person that unfortunately sometimes has too much to do when it comes to really sitting down and finding the right way to help people either succeed or leave an organization. And then right, we, have, right. we have a benefits department that we have and then in our organization we have a unique dynamic where we like to you know really have fun and really have engaging opportunities for activities. So we have an events department that uh, uh, forms events for the culture and helps the culture have really a balance between the seriousness of work and the um, the joy of being together. And so my day kind of revolves around leading those functions to be successful and getting pulled into meetings to make decisions for our future strategies and the future as a company. Wow, that sounds very interesting, complex, a lot of variety. I imagine every day is an adventure for you. Yeah, no, it's never the same. It's never the same. So you, you come in with a plan and it gets <laughs> messed up sometimes, but you're always trying to add an impact and really help people succeed. And that's the that's the biggest thing is if we can help people succeed, um, I call that the most important thing we can do is helping people and teams succeed to be their best. That's really great that you actually invest in the culture there. at Ultra. Now, what's the name of the company? It's Ultradent uh, Products Incorporated. Uh, so it's a dental manufacturer that really anything that you put into a dentist's office, you know, you have these um, composites that you use to fill in your teeth uh, when you have a cavity or you have lighting and curing lights that um, really dry those uh, composites. And then all these little uh, intricate devices that dentists use, we manufacture those. And then one of our most uh, well-known products outside of the dentist's office to the consumer, the uh, product called Opalescent and it's the first really commercial uh, teeth whitening um, product that really helps people for the last 30 years have, you know, whiter teeth develop that. So before Crest Whitening was there, there was opalescence from this small company in Utah that uh, really has a great story of really transforming the teeth whitening industry in the world. That's awesome. And I'm glad you went over your products there because that's going to play into your cool car I pick out for you later. So thanks. Yeah, that'll be fun. As a reminder, you can check out all previous episodes at learnfromothers.org. And if you're an an educator or a student, you can search for podcasts by career cluster. So, David, we just learned what you wanted to be when you grew up, which was a baseball player, and what you actually do today. So if you could do it all over again, what would you do differently? You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and, you know, what I've seen is everything's evolved in society and technology has changed. You know, one of the things I wish I would have done is seen the opportunity for technology. Still get my social science, still get my business background, but in the middle of that, try to minor in a technology aspect, either information systems or, um, you know, IT and computer systems, you know, because what uh, what I've seen in society now is if you can, you know, formulate um, programs, if you can create 
applications, if you can develop tools for people to make them successful from a system standpoint or technology standpoint, you combine that with your expertise, either in um, you know a business trade or an HR function like mine, you have the ability to do some amazing things and innovate more than anyone else can because the the society that we have and as we evolve is built around technology. So I didn't know that back then. I was too focused on baseball than I would have been <laughs> looking at the trends of the next 20 years. And if I would have done that, I think that would have uh, accelerated my career a lot and made it so uh, as I'm hiring technology specialists into HR right now to modernize our function here, I might be able to you know, accelerate that quicker if I knew how to develop the applications myself. So uh, that's my one wish if I would have done it over again looking back. Yeah, that's pretty interesting to think about that, that you're looking for an HR technologist. Like, that role probably didn't exist, what, five years ago? No, no. The systems, uh, people realize that marketing, finance, all those systems that we created for those systems are pretty good. And they looked over at HR and said, we don't know how to create good systems. So over the last (laughs) probably 15 years, we've really been focusing on technology in the HR industry. Would you sum that up as kind of exploring your other interests or doing a little bit more research while in college? Yeah, yeah. I think what I've found is I've seen people develop their careers, especially in a market like Utah where it's very startup-oriented and people have made success um, just by starting up an industry or starting up uh, a concept. I've seen a lot of people in their careers, and what I'm seeing in my career is some of our greatest passions happen outside of the day job. And I think in school, a lot of what I find with successful employees successful entrepreneurs is people that they go to get the basics in college if they go to college, but they have these outside ventures or what we call side hustles that a lot of times those develop into their careers because it's their passion, it's their hobby, it's their enjoyment. And, um, you know, when they balance that into the education they're getting that refines those passions, you know, I find the people that uh, I didn't do a good job with, I played baseball on the side. Um, If I would have really focused on what else I can do besides baseball outside of school, it really would have helped me find, you know, my passion and my opportunity. Whereas for me, I had to learn that over the 13 years of my career to understand where I have a passion and what I look for and getting to that point where I'm very passionate about community building. I'm very passionate about really helping organizations and communities more than just companies, you know, really build cultures that can be successful. So I think that's what I'd say is find your side hustle outside of the day job, outside of the day um, education, so that you can really be testing on the side what you're going to be the best at and what you're going to have a passion for once you get the degree or once you um, finish your day and you find out where you want to have some fun. Well, let's make the assumption that someone in our audience wants to do what you do, to be an HR executive. What advice would you give them? You know, I think there's a traditional uh, view of what you would do to get into the HR profession, and then there's alternative ways to get in. So from a traditional standpoint, if you just know that you want to be an HR professional, what I recommend for people is get a business degree or go into an HR degree program. Um, It's also called organizational behavior in some schools, I find. That's where I learned about HR in one class. It was called organizational behavior. And so, you know, people can get degrees in human resources. They can also get degrees in the in business with um, uh, emphasis in human resources or organizational behavior or uh, employee um, relations. If people go that route, they can very much get into uh, the HR field depending on their market and where they're looking. Um, it also helps uh, in this modern age where if people are getting 
uh, an MBA or they're getting work along the way, um, you know, when they combine that with an MBA or graduate work in HR, that can really help them have a successful accelerated career track in the human resources function of an organization. You know, the other alternative way of looking at it is, you know, I'm a unique person in the human resources field because I didn't start out in HR. I got into the sales function of a company, you know, got myself into HR from the outside in is what I call it. What helped me be successful in HR is I have this principle in my life that I saw early on is when the cows and the herds go one way, um, go the opposite direction because (laughs) the trend and the the society, if you go just follow the herd, you're usually behind the trend, whereas if you go the opposite direction, you'll kind of stand out at some point. And, you know, I found when I got into HR, I, I learned what HR was from the outside in. If someone has a business background or they're just in a company and they see opportunities in human resources, especially people with IT backgrounds that have a bent for human um, interaction. Any function, HR is not necessarily brain science. It's, uh, you know, some basic principles of behavior and helping leaders be better and be great leaders. And so a lot of times people can break into HR just by going into it and looking at it of how can I help the organization be better. And more often than not, what I saw when I was in a sales function looking from the outside in, HR isn't seeing people and seeing the opportunities in the organization as clearly as I am with the underground you know, conversations that I have. And right. so I, I call it the alternative path that if you have a bent for human behavior, if you have a bent for culture, if you have a bent for social science and helping people be successful and helping organizations be successful, anyone can get into HR if they have a passion for it. And the uniqueness is not many people raise their hand and say, I want to get into HR. (laughs) So um, some of the most successful people in HR that I've met haven't just been the people that got traditional education and it's been people that um, got um, into their careers, realized they may not like being a salesperson or a marketer or an IT person, and they find out how to bring those skills that they learned into the HR function and make it different and innovate in that function. So I think there's a lot of different paths. There's the traditional and then I think there's an alternative way to get into it. And really what I tell people is if you have a passion for people success, a passion for developing cultures and business um, organizations and teams, that succeed, that tells you a lot about the HR function to be able to be successful in it. The only other thing I would tell people that I've learned about HR is I call it losing yourself to find yourself. Uh, we live in a <laughs> we live in a world where being the center of attention or having a social media presence or, or having a personal brand is ever present and ever important in a social media uh, crazy world. And HR can be a difficult one to find that balance because a lot of times your job is to help other people be successful. So I find if I can be okay with being in the back room just helping my leaders and my partners be the best they can be, I really don't need to be here if I have great leaders. And the reality is, is it's hard to be a great leader, and so we're always helping them be successful and drive their organization successfully. So I just tell people if you're someone that doesn't necessarily want to be the front of the stage, but you want to have an impact, that's an Another thing to look at that HR is a great opportunity to have a great impact from the background and be the, I call it the wizard behind the scenes and helping other people be great. And that's my greatest satisfaction is when I have a CEO or when I have a president that is just uh, knocking it out of the park from an engagement with employee standpoint and a business standpoint. Um, I love that. And sometimes that's a hard thing to come by if you want to be the center of the world. If you want to be the center of the world, HR might not always be the right place for you. (laughs) Right. No, that's really great advice and great perspective on that as well. I appreciate it. Well, cool. Well, are there any current projects you're working on that you would like to share? Yeah, yeah. Probably uh, inside my company right now, I call it the infrastructure building uh, approach where 
we have a, a, a kind of a strategy right now in human resources at Ultradent where we're going from a 40-year-old company to the next evolution of the company, and that comes with the need for building up, you know, infrastructures for human resources. And so we haven't had... Um, in quite a while, a solid leadership development strategy. And so I have an employee on my team that we're working with that is uh, truly focused on developing a leadership development program that helps to develop um, first-time leaders to be great leaders before they get into their leadership job. And then our executives, we're working on testing and trying uh, Ivy League-level uh, education to help them be great leaders to lead the company into the future. So um, it's a great passion that we've got right now around leadership development. And then the other passion that we've got in this in my organization is finding the right um, ability to have technology and analytical reporting capabilities that take people data and help us make great people decisions. And so those are two projects that's uh, putting a lot of work into our uh, function and our world here at Ultradent that I'm focused on. And then my side hustle passion right now is I uh, started up um, with a, a great group of people, a concept called Disrupt Salt Lake City. It comes from a concept that comes out of uh, the Midwest called Disrupt HR, and uh, we've evolved it to Disrupt Salt Lake City uh, to just get people, and we call it, uh, we provide a stage and let you disrupt the future. And so we just get the community to come out, share ideas, talk about ideas, get on stage, we film the ideas. And then we have podcasts and interactions and think tanks that just help our community change the way we think about human resources, change the way we have CEOs thinking about their cultures, and uh, really having a project that helps the community grow and outside of my company. And so those are probably three areas that my life is built around right now as I try to help my organizations be successful. Wow, that's great. There's some really great uh, projects you got going on there, both internally and externally. Well, as with most journeys, success largely depends on transportation. And since I'm a huge car enthusiast... Could you tell me what was your first car? Yeah, I was trying to remember this. Um, I was trying to remember. <laughs> you don't remember? <laughs> no, I'm probably not a car enthusiast because I'm probably just, just this practical, boring guy that just if I can get point A to point B and have a decent experience getting there, I'm good. So mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure my first car was a Ford Escort that I, I totaled within six months, um, <laughs> you know, and I, I, I lost it about six months into having it. So it was a Ford Escort. Well, what's your dream car if you have one? Yeah, um, my dream car has always been an Acura, um, either an Acura sedan or one of their um, SUVs. So either the Acura RLX or the Acura TLX. Probably those are my dream cars because they're just high-functioning, durable, but really um, luxurious cars that uh, you know makes the drive experience more ideal when you have a great experience inside the car. So if I ever decided I wanted to use my money that that way, that's probably what I'd do is get an Acura. Yeah, those are nice. My dad has one. He loves it. So it's very nice. Cool. Well, one great perk to some jobs is a company car. So if I had all the money in the world, I'd love to buy you a cool company car based on your job. So I went with your day job and you mentioned that uh, Ultradent, that you deal with a lot of different types of composites, correct? Yeah, the composite materials that go into your teeth and cavities. Yep. So I picked out, and there's a lot of different stuff out there, but one that is coming out right now is the new 2020 GM Sierra pickup truck. So I got you a pickup truck, and the reason this one's kind of cool is the truck bed is actually the first one ever to be made of carbon fiber. Oh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we could haul a lot of uh, a lot of materials and a lot of products around. We could give that to all of our sales reps, and there we go. We could pack, yeah. pack the products around very quickly. No, that's yeah. great. I thought I'd pick out you know something that's truly innovative, and this one hasn't even come out yet. So that's what I got for you.
No, I'd love a pickup truck. I gotta, I gotta haul more of my bikes and my stuff around than I do today with today with my car. So that's a great car. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking us on your career journey today. What's the best way our listeners can learn more about you and your company? Yeah, they can learn about Ultradent products at ultradent.com, and then they can re- learn about Disrupt Salt Lake City at uh, disruptsaltlakecity.com, and those are two great uh, organizations that we're trying to really uh, build the future in dental and improve oral health across the globe in Ultradent and then at um, Disrupt Salt Lake City we've got great concepts and discussions going on to help um, really anyone with a passion about culture and organizations um, you know talk about it differently so those are the two places to go awesome well thank you so much for your time today David thanks for all for what you're doing and the cause that you're pushing Greg I appreciate the opportunity Thank you for listening to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. Where will our next adventure take us? Subscribe to find out. If you know of someone who has a cool career story or occupation, contact Greg through Instagram at Greg Stanley LFO. That's G-R-E-G-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y-L-F-O. And we will see you soon as we learn from others together.